Tis the season of giving, and the Animal Rescue League is collecting donations now through December 31st with our annual Tree of Life event. Here's how it works. Visit our website, arl-iowa.org, to view our wish list, purchase items of your choice, and place them under the tree at any of our Tree of Life locations around the Des Moines area. These donations are put to use all year long and make a huge impact on the animals in our care. Thank you, and happy holidays. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, I started the first micro distillery in the state of Texas with my dog, Dog Joe, at my side. We're still working with dogs out at the distillery after all these years. Learn more about how dogs are a part of life here at Tito's Handmade Vodka at VodkaForDogPeople.com. Tito's Handmade Vodka is made from corn and naturally gluten-free. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Iowa's For Love of Animals podcast. Here are your hosts, Carol and Dan. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to ARL's For Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carol, and I'm here with Dan. Hello, hello. And we are excited to be back again this week with our wonderful animal podcast. We're here. We're here. That's right. We have a special guest with us in the studio. We do. We do. She's been on the show before. She has, but we think she's special. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Casey. Hello. Casey Rudis is here. Thanks for having me. And Casey is the Animal Rescue League's Director of Development, but you cover, it seems like, everything. Development, (laughs) marketing, communications, events. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff, which is why you're constantly walking around with a smile on your face. Yes, I know. It's hard to be, it's hard to not have a smile on my face here. So many great people and all the animals and the work that we do, so... That's right. And I'm just going to go ahead and put in a plug right now that we have a couple of hiring events coming up. So be sure and check out our website, www.arl-iowa.org. We are working on our animal services building opening um, on the southeast side of Des Moines and that the city of Des Moines has that we're going to be operating. And we want to get wonderful staff members to join our team. So if you're interested in that and working with animals and having a career with animals, uh, please check that out. We've got dates and times of those on our website, and we'd love to have you pop in for those. Absolutely. Yeah. That's happening soon, yeah? The opening of that shelter? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's awesome. We don't have exact dates yet just but we're getting people hired and yeah we'll be talking about that more too as as we get closer it but seems it's close. crazy that it's so close right? i know after all this time it's really exciting right. very that's, exciting that's great so uh so casey's here with lots of fun stuff but we wanted to have you come on. i mean tis the season absolutely tis the season and there's lots of ways to get involved whether joining our staff or even volunteering um and now through the end of November, we have a double match going on. So anyone that wants to make a contribution, their gift will make double the impact through November. So it's really exciting. Oh, that's and awesome. Someone was asking me about that today. They were kind of like, what do I do to make sure it hits the double match? Uh, like, go to your website. Do I mail in a check and put a note on it? What, how do how does somebody do that to make sure it gets that double match? Either way works. If you like making your gifts online, you can just go to arl-iowa backslash donate, and you can make your either one-time donation or sign up to be a monthly um, donor which kind of helps long-term care for them and then or you can mail it in or drop it off in person at one of our locations our main location or one of our satellites 
Yeah. So let's talk about that monthly donation thing, because I, I do that, and it is so easy, because I just don't even have to so think easy. about it. Oh, my gosh. It's girl math, right? Yeah. Have you, have you guys heard about this? Yeah. Yes. Girl math? Yeah. <laughs> I love girl math. They're so spot on. With that. I think it goes along with the chicken math, right? Yes, <laughs> it totally does. Exactly. People are probably like, what are these people talking about? I know. So we're but gonna... go Google girl math, and right. you'll, you'll understand. Or chicken math. Or chicken math. Yeah, which yes. Dan Dan the chicken man, maybe we'll have you explain that in a minute, so. Um, but yes, so uh, that's the Loyal Friends Club at the Animal Rescue League. So talk a little bit about what that is and how that works. Yeah, so the Loyal Friends Club is just a monthly donation that you can sign up for. We make it super easy. You can go to arl-iowa.org backslash loyal friends, I believe is what that short link is. But if you go in the upper right um, under donate, you'll be able to find it there too. And um, a monthly sustainer gift like that just really helps the sustainability long-term for the pets in our care. It's something that we can kind of um, expect every month from our generous donors that just helps us plan for the care of the animals. So it's it's a great way to give, super easy. You don't you kind of set it and forget about it if you'd like, and or you can kind of monitor it as you'd please, so. Yeah, and easy. it's, uh, your link was correct, uh, Casey. Perfect, <clears throat> um, my memory was serving me well there. Right, <laughs> and to reiterate what she just said, it is very easy because you can, they have it s- separated, right? So you can be a guardian, a sidekick, a miracle maker, a champion, or a hero. And those all equal a different monthly uh, amount that you can donate. Or, of course, you can choose your own too, right? Yep. Um, but it tells you what that provides for the shelter for the month. So that's kind of nice because you know what your money is going to be going to. Yeah. I feel like I should designate my December contribution to Benny, like in honor of Benny, our office cat. The office I mean, manager. I, just, I, yeah. I feel like it should happen. <laughs> and, and if you go to our uh, For Love of Animals Facebook page, Bernie has on the cover there, you'll see Benny at the microphones, because let's face it, he just runs the place. <laughs> um, but he's adorable. He is adorable. Yeah. And now he, he has adorable. his own Christmas tree, too. He Casey was just telling us. A stocking, too, appeared this morning, and, and <laughs> one unwrapped gift and one wrapped gift. So <laughs> I don't know where these Santa must have came early for him, and I'm sure he'll come throughout the month, too. Right. He's doing I'm better guessing, than all of us. Yes. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, by the end of the month, uh, Benny's going to have toys to share. The whole lobby <laughs> might be filled just with under his tree. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he wouldn't want it any other way. No. So That's he, awesome. So, you know, uh, we're, we're going to keep Casey here with us for the podcast. We're going to keep going back to different ways that people can help support the animals here, especially uh, during the season. Um, but, you know, Dan, you and I last week were talking about the 12 scariest animals that are still on Earth today. And, of course, we continually said we want kindness for all of them as well. Correct. Uh, but some of them were scary. And one of them was hippos. And we actually mentioned... <laughs> um, Hippos and the drug lord yes. in Colombia, Pablo Escobar, yes. had kind of had the hippos, and then he just let the hippos go. Um, and so, as one does, as one does, <laughs> as one drug lord does. Um, and so now, the Colombian government, I guess, uh, uh, is going to start sterilizing these hippos descended from the pets uh, that the drug. Lord Kingpin Pablo Escobar had because the hippos are starting to take over. Yeah, I mean, 
in an unchecked environment, I suppose that could happen very easily, right? Yeah. I mean, look what happens with dogs and cats when you don't spay and neuter. Exactly. So, so would these be considered community hippos? <laughs> yeah. Do you TNR, like TNR hippo? Right. I, you know. Uh, do they get their little ear tip <laughs> so they know? You know, maybe they do though, because how would they not? How would you know? Know yeah. which ones you've done or not? Yeah. But that article popped up, and I thought, wow, that is really fascinating that uh, it has resulted now where they've had to start doing those yeah and this was just recent too oh yeah november 14th right yeah a new thing yeah one uh two male and one female is where they're starting it sounds like right yeah and there's over a hundred of them i mean isn't that crazy crazy yeah yeah well that would actually be a fun project wouldn't it to be like yeah I'm I agree with you totally hippos, <laughs> hippos. Uh, there's probably very few people that could put that on their resume right right exactly, right, exactly. so uh, but they're gonna do 40 a year is that what they're saying yeah. so and hopefully get it under control yeah and then transfer some to other countries which is probably smart yeah and you like know take them back to Africa I love this because this is the humane answer to this right this is let's Think of the humane thing to do, which is spay and neuter them and then get those X number done a year, transfer to other countries if they need to, and get this under control versus lethal options. Right. So good for them. um, And especially for uh, a country that probably doesn't have a lot of laws either, you know? They kind of run rope. Clearly, if they allow him to have hippos. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, Pablo didn't really pay attention to any laws, it right. appears. So, right. uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's good, that, it's good that they're taking those measures. Yeah, yeah. In a humane way. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to convert here over to Dan Dan the Chicken Man and oh, that no. identity that you had <laughs> um, and, and continue. Uh, uh, and Casey and I both have chickens, pet chickens. Yes. Um, so... Why don't you explain what chicken math actually is? You explained it to me early on, and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, there is chicken math. Right. Uh, yes. So, I, I mean, the, sh- the short answer is you when you get chickens, you're like, oh, I'm going to get four chickens. And then, you know, you get four chickens, and then five months later, you have 40 chickens. <laughs> um Dr. Google says, uh, in its simplest terms, chicken math is the addition to your flock in quantities and maybe even other species that are beyond (laughs) what you originally planned. They're so little and cute at first, but then we realize that chicks grow fast and need more space. And it says these little ladies spent the winter growing out in a greenhouse, and it shows a little picture. But um, then, you know, Kara, we used to joke about this because I'd be like, how many chickens are you up to? And she's like, oh, 10. And I'm like, you liar. (laughs) (laughs) I've given you 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not a good liar when it comes to you. I, I was, that's totally right. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I was ever at 10, to be honest with you. So so Carol's confirming chicken math is real. It, yeah. it is real. How many do you have, Casey? We have four. We've been oh. at four for a while, but we're pretty limited on our space. So okay. uh, we could maybe handle like one or two more. Okay. But. <clears throat> yeah, it... It certainly helps when you are restricted by space. Yes. Because, yeah. It's a dangerous math mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. once you open up yourself to space. But I'm curious of what other birds people tend to add to their flocks. Ducks. Ducks. Ducks a lot, yeah. I think peacocks. Somebody some, I know yeah, some people have peacocks. did a peacock with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Turkey, geese. Mm. 
Uh, guineas. Have you ever heard yes. of guineas? Guinea hens. Yeah, guinea hens. Which I'm, I actually like, guinea hens. I think they're really good for pest tick control and they things are. like that, aren't they? Yes. Very good for pest control. And you know what else they're really good about is warning you if there's a predator around. Mm-hmm. Really? Very good. They let out a interesting a sound. Yeah, it's a yeah. loud, loud noise, and they warn you if there's predators around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's an African species. I wonder if... They hang out with hippos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to check that out. You know, the, I think the concern on the guinea hens is because we actually had some come into the Animal Rescue League, and I we thought did. about adopting yeah. them. There were two of them, mm-hmm. but the concern is like they like to live in trees. Yes. So when when the dark comes, they go up and live in trees or whatever. And I'm a worrier. Yeah. And I'm going to sit there and lay awake at night and worry about these guinea hens and what might be getting them. Uh Do they wander or do they typically stay close? They kind of do wander. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of wander. They're kind of... um, Free spirits. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Much nicer than what I was going to (laughs) say. That's, uh, you know, I have... uh, I don't even know what to call her because a TNR cat, but not really because she's like, so somebody this weekend was like, how many pets do you have? And I said, well, two dogs, five cats, but one of them lives outside. And I didn't want the people to think that I got like a house cat and let it live outside. I mean, this was a cat that wandered up to my acreage. So I didn't really know what to call it. It's not a community cat. I'm its community. My, my husband and I are its community. You know what a- I mean? A lone community cat. Right, exactly. And I didn't want to, like I said. She's a so, rebel, Dottie. So then you know how you just start explaining stuff and right. you don't need, like these people are looking at me like, okay, whatever. I just want to know how many cats you had. I didn't need a background on all of them. So but I, I ended up, you know, if people only knew what, like, okay, here's an outside cat. I'm going to put food down for it. Okay, I'm going to cut a hole in my shed so it can get in and out. Okay, it's hot. I'm going to leave the shed door open, but I'll get out there by 7 o'clock during the summer to make sure no opossums or raccoons get the food. Okay, there's a raccoon in here. Now what am I going to do to get the raccoon out? And I wanted to be humane to the raccoons. Okay, the raccoon's going to be in there. I'll start feeding it over here on my deck. Okay, now it's starting to get cold. I need to buy a cat house. I need to put it on my deck. I need to put food out here. I need a little tent to cover the food bowl when it's going to... This is what I... Now it needs a two-story house. And it has that now. And then... So then it started to get really cold. And it was like my deck was on the north. So I'm like, okay... I mean, seriously, this goes on and on. Okay, I'll get a door for my barn, a side door, not a big one, a side door for the barn, which I was thinking about replacing anyway. Get the door with a little cat thing in it, and Mm -hmm. I won't even tell you how expensive they are, but I thought to myself, you know what? It's for Daisy. It's worth it. So got a barn door, (laughs) replaced the barn door at the beginning of November with this little cat door in it, left the door open, kept dropping it a little at a time. It's one of those you can go in and out at the same time. Bought another cat house that is only a one-story with another heated pad in it started feeding her out of the <laughs> porch and the barn this is where this goes how do i become this cat yeah <laughs> I, know, right? I become this cat i know it's like this is what i live through so and then finally was like mm, she really wants to be in the garage because every time the garage door was open she would go in there oh. and my garage is a two-story and there's stairs that go up to an attic part that i have like a whole bunch of just storage stuff in so bought another thing that you i cut a whole i had my husband who was all for all of this. This has been crazy. Cut a hole into the side of the garage door and put in a little cat door with a flap. 
she immediately starts using it. So moved her two-story house into the garage, put a heated pad in there. The he- garage is heated, so I turned up the heat. Oh, you perfect. know, So I figure, okay, heating bills, that's okay, because the cat will stay. Got her a little rug <laughs> to put her food bowls on, so her feet stayed warm. Got her a big scratching post in front of the window so she can look out like a cat treat, but she hasn't quite figured that out. Got her some toys. Got her a holiday stocking. And that's where I'm at as of today. Oh, so. and I have cameras on her, like... Oh, yeah, cameras on her just so I can make sure she's all right. Right. Yeah. This is what I go through. And so the thought of guinea hens <laughs> that I would lay awake and I can't do it. They would have a small guinea hen, guinea pig. You guys know what I'm trying to say? No, yes. mansion out there. Yes. 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 yes, yes. I'd have to like cage off a bunch of trees or something. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It would look just... like the botanical center right. in your backyard. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I just can't do it. But guinea hens are cool. And for people who have them, they say great things about them that yeah. they do alert predators and you yeah. Know. If you have a lot of space and you're away from the road, they're mm. it's yeah. probably just fine. It's a good point. Yeah, they're wanderers. Yeah, they yeah. they like a lot of space. And you got to be you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with they're going to wander. I, and, and I'm not good with that either. See, thank you, thank you. It's yeah. not just me and my weird mind no, that goes through I this. Would, I would worry. That's. Like, I don't understand how people can let their cats outside. Like, have like house outdoor, cats. Yeah, yeah. Like, have indoor outdoor yeah. cats. I I would constantly be, what are they doing? Where are they at? Oh, that's that's my problem. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I don't need to wait, lay awake at two at night checking my Arlo cameras to make sure that the cat is where it needs to be. <laughs> right. And I believe In her me. two story mansion. Right. And for everybody <laughs> listening and who her says, why don't you just bring this cat inside? I would love to bring this cat inside, but this cat has zero interest yeah. in coming inside. I can get within about a foot and a half of her, and I put my finger down, and she looks like she may sniff it and off she goes yeah and she's out yeah she's out but who knows over the next five ten years where we'll be right right, right. my um i had a great aunt that was feeding a cat outside and it started getting cold outside <laughs> she was a total cat lady like us yep and uh she would open the door and just leave the door open um and, you know she had her desk there and she was working whatever and so the cat eventually started coming in. Oh, nice. To, jumped up on her desk, got yeah. treats, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So one day she, d- she decided to shut the door. Yeah. Wrong idea. Did the cat freak? Oh, he freaked out. He was climbing her curtains. Oh, my oh, gosh. Like, he he was just like, no, let me out. Yeah. And she tried and tried, but he just, same same deal, zero interest. And it's when you and I, and we've had Megan Weedman, our TNR coordinator, yeah. on with us, you know, in the past, uh, some of them just genetically, I mean, they don't want to be inside. Right. They don't it's want like to be with you humans. Letting a Komodo dragon. Right. In your house. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and if anyone's wondering, because I actually had somebody ask me this this weekend, and I was like, have we met? Uh, they asked me if I had gotten the cat vaccinated, spayed and neutered, ear tipped. I'm like, yeah. Yes. I mean, that just seems like a. That's the first step. That's right. the first step. So, yes, I, I she's all taken care of, but it's. And you guys uh, did that pretty early on before you we did. Even started the mansion, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that's a really great point there, Casey, that you brought up is that. Uh, we wanted. We knew she was a female because she's a tortoise shell, and we definitely wanted to get her right away mm. so that if you know mm-hmm. there were male cats around, we didn't have kittens to deal with. But you know, we did got, her, got all that done, and then kept her confined for a period of time, like mm-hmm. we all talk about when we move barn cats and outside cats around yeah. to keep them confined. And we did. Uh, but she actually took off, uh, and I, I thought she was gone. Like I put food out for a long time. About three weeks, month in, I thought she's not coming back, and she appeared like the next day. And so they do 
They know they where know. the food source they is. Know. I mean, yeah. she just mm-hmm. didn't want me to lock her into a right a the shed again, so that you know she right. was like hmm, nah, but at least came home. Right. Well, and that's that's why we tell people to keep them confined in, in the barn or in Absolutely. a big shed or. Um, you know, we even do like working cats where people have them in like their warehouse Absolutely. or their shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they may not like it, but it helps them understand that this is where your home is. Right. This and then is when where you, your food they do go is. out, they'll still hang around yep. or they'll take off, but they always come back. Come right? back. Yeah. 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 And as much as I knew about cats, because uh, I've worked with cats for 20 years, as you guys know, uh, and researched and researched and researched about TNR, TNR policies and ordinances and how this works and da-da-da. I was still calling Megan and Cindy, our meow manager, <laughs> to Lee, going, oh, my God, do you think she's going to come back? I mean, did I let her out too early? And they're both like, calm down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's amazing how attached you can get. Like, I've never touched this cat. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's amazing how attached you can get just watching this all happen. Well, it's just you just you're a worrier. I am a worrier. So guinea so where we went with all this right. is guinea hens are out for me, but I hear they're actually fun. <laughs> so I, have you considered getting them, Casey, or um, just kind of learning? Yeah, I'm just learning. I have some friends that have them, yeah. and, and they loved them for kind of the pest control, and I yeah. think maybe the the um, alerting to their other Absolutely. animals that they have too, but. Probably did, not for us at this point. But. So they didn't <laughs> keep them confined, I take it. No. Which you're not, not sp- I mean, that's the point, you know, but right. yeah. yeah. So so I, they had, they have quite a few acres, and so they, I think they had the space to wander, but we don't. We live, Dan, to your point, near like the busiest gravel road in Indianola, I think. Oh, yeah. So it just wouldn't be good. Yeah. Effort. Yeah, they would but. for sure wander out there. Because, and that's where all the bugs are, right? Think in the right. summer when you're going down gravel roads. Right. All the grasshoppers jumping everywhere. Like, oh, that's yeah. where they're going to go yeah. to get food, mm-hmm. and then that's not going to end well. So besides human, like, cars and stuff being, they also are prey to larger Oh, yeah, fox birds and, and yeah. Yeah, larger birds, yeah. coyotes. Falcons and stuff. Yes. So, yeah. We saw a bald eagle over our house the Ooh. other day. Oh, so beautiful. Yes. It was very exciting. Yeah. Didn't have my camera, so I couldn't get a picture, but it was cool. Do you live by water? Um, Ish. We live by a, a little river. It's not very large, but mm-hmm. um, we normally don't see them kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. I see them a lot on, is it by Scott Street? Um, Scott Street. Yeah, there's a Scott Street in Bridge. In Des Moines, yeah. where I think a bunch of Kind of oh, down by yes. Principal Park. By the yes. Des Moines River. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always love driving by there in the winter because there's always a bunch of Yeah, bottles, there's tons but. of them. A uh, friend and I used to go down there and take pictures of them all the time. Oh, but it was so, so cool. cold. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's always like, you know, negative 20 and your fingers stop working after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you're hitting the button or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. live like a mile from the river out in the country. Yeah, and you're close. Yeah, we had a tree... Like, well, I call it Rio's Run. It's kind of like this hill, but my horse ran down at one time, so I called it Rio's Run. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> and there were there were literally 10 that I counted bald oh eagles sitting on this, like, tree with no leaves, like a dead tree. At yeah. The end. It was crazy. They're so majestic. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. Massive. When we were they at the are. zoo a couple weeks ago when we saw the rhinos, yeah. and, you know, they have a couple bald eagles, and you don't realize how big they are until you can get, like, you know, up close to mm-hmm. them. Yeah, it's crazy, and their feet are massive. Absolutely, not want to run into a bald eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at them; they're just beautiful. That's right. So, 
So, Casey, we had an adoption event over the weekend. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. And um, there were over 150 adoptions. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, it was really great. But we are still very full and very mm-hmm. at capacity. So if anyone is still looking for um, a new family member to join their family, we could definitely, we'd love to show you some different personalities. Cats, mm-hmm. dogs, small animals. Um, right, horses. Horses, <laughs> yep. Chickens, I think we have a couple roosters right now. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Now is a great time to adopt, and we're happy to answer any questions that anyone has. Are you looking for a pet to add to your family? The Animal Rescue League of Iowa has dogs, cats, rabbits, horses, chickens, and so much more to choose from. From eight weeks old to seniors, we have all ages, shapes, appearances, and sizes. Best of all, your adopted pet will already be spayed or neutered, microchipped, and vaccinated by our licensed veterinarians. And our experienced behavior staff will have identified the pet's personality so you can find your ideal match. Visit arl-iowa.org to view our adoptable pets and visit often because selection changes daily. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The ARL wants to remind you that the unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals, and we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to winter conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Yeah, I have long been a huge as we all i'm sure are sick of hearing fan of red pandas and we don't have any red pandas to adopt we do not but. no because carol took them all yeah uh, yes uh and we're joking because of course that would be a wild animal but right, right. um we uh but a thing popped up on you know and it actually was published in june but for some reason it popped up on one of my social media things today and it was 12 of the cutest animals in the world according to the internet but it really came off of another um thing and i thought for sure red pandas would be on this list and they are not rude rude (laughs) so like number one was a meerkat okay they're adorable they are adorable. Yeah. They're they not are. really cats. They they're are. small mammals. Which is interesting. How Which did is they interesting. get their name? I yeah, wonder. I know. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> they live in groups. And do you know what the groups are called? Because this is adorable. Oh, God. I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, you yeah. just hit the jackpot on the turkey quiz last week. I you know. You just cruising <laughs> through it. They are called mobs. Oh, okay, I like that. Is that adorable? <laughs> a mob of meerkats. That's cute. Okay, that's adorable. I like that. uh, live in Southern Africa. They're carnivore. Carnivor- I can't say the word. Carnivorous. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and eat insects and scorpions and that sort of thing. But they're scorpions. Yeah. Can you ouch? That? Because they're no mobbing. One, that's right. That's why they're called a mob. They're not scared of nothing. Oh, but they are adorable. There's no doubt about it. So, did you did you see I this have, list I sent over to you? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Number two is the fennec fox, which I agree with this. The, they are adorable. They are adorable. They have huge ears. Huge, huge, huge ears. ears. Oh, my gosh. Just huge. They're from Algeria, which yeah. is interesting. They look kind of tiny. Are they smaller? Yeah, they're very, they're tiny. Yeah. Uh, they have tiny paws, a baby face, and enormous ears, as Carol said. According to National Geographic Society, the small fox is native to the Sahara Desert and lives mainly in Mauritania, Morocco, Niger, and Egypt. And then we have the sugar oh, they're glider. Algeria's national animal. I should have. Yeah. I 
food bar diet. Neglected be, yes. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have the sugar glider, and they're marsupials. So here's these little things that are like kangaroos. I mean, because they're in the ca- I mean, kangaroos are marsupials. Right. They're sometimes cat as pets in the U.S. And do not run out and get one of these until you've done your homework. Oh yeah, they require yes. very specific yes. care. Yes, uh, they're highly social, uh, and they live in. It live in when they're in wa- in the wild. They live in like two to seven of them, hmm. you know, in a little colony. Yeah, they're super adults. cute though. Very adorable. They look uh, they look fake. They do look fake, and still, I don't understand why red pandas aren't on this yet. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, the next one on the list is an axolotl, which mm, I don't know. I don't know that they're cute, but they're maybe it's they're so ugly they're cute. Is that because that's totally a thing? <sighs> It's a smiling salamander, for gosh sake. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Which they are fascinating because there's one body of water in the entire world that these things live in. Did you know that? I did not know that. In Mexico. That is amazing. Yeah. And they can regenerate their limbs and organs. They can. How interesting is yeah. that? And they're very popular in the pet trade. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Which um, I read an article a while back that like they're becoming more and more endangered in the wild, mm-hmm. but in the um, the pet trade world, they're doing great. And so uh, scientists and stuff were like crediting, like it's great that they there is a pet trade because otherwise we probably wouldn't have them in, in the wild anymore. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird to hear that? Mm-hmm. Uh, r- they can even regrow their brains and spinal cords. That's just crazy. Yeah, wow. it's wild. That is talent. Right? <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce the next one. A Do quokka. You? Quokka? Quokka. These things are adorable. They're adorable. And the one thing in Australia that's not trying to kill you is probably a quokka. <laughs> and they say they have a bubbly personality. I mean, how cute is that? Yeah, they do. So, They're also mar- marsupials, too. Yeah. Nocturnal. Live off the coast of Australia. <sighs> I have heard there's a thing that goes around the internet all the time that said like if uh, something was chasing them that they would throw their babies at the predator nice. so that they can get away. Nice. But they don't, I mean, they do that, but they're not like doing that on purpose, right? Because if they're trying to get away and they have a baby, they're just like dropping the baby so that they can get away. Okay, but that seems a little contrary to most animals, not maternal would, Yes, instincts. they're totally, right. yes, agree with that. I but mean, they're not like, throwing the baby to <laughs> the, the predator. A little opposite of the Cape Buffalo we talked about last week, who they'll right. defend other people's kids. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. Quokas are like, no, you can have mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just <laughs> mouthing off a minute ago. <laughs> Maybe this will teach him if he gets away. <laughs> Seems so harsh. I... Uh, the next one is adorable. The Arctic fox. Yes. yes. Totally adorable. Small furry mammals that are well adapted to life in the Arctic. They're beautiful. White. Yeah. White as snow. They're beautiful. Uh, their thick fur keeps them warm in cold weather, and their small size helps them conserve heat. The smallest fox species measures 18 to 24 inches long and weighing about 5 to 10 pounds. That's adorable. That's a house cat. It is. It's <laughs> less than my house cats. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's adorable. Arctic foxes are also excellent swimmers, which is interesting, and can travel long distance in search of food. And their fur does change colors from brown or gray in the summer to white in the winter for camouflage purposes. So, so far, the salamander needs to go and the red panda needs to go on that list. That's where we're at so far. We have to swap it. We'll see where the rest of it goes. We got the Japanese weasel. 
And uh, where are they, those from? They live in the forested and mountainous <laughs> areas near the Japanese islands. Um, adorable creatures are surpri- they're very territorial and they live in hollow trees and logs. Um, so that's very interesting. They avoid populated areas, mm-hmm. so you're probably not going to see them. You know, uh, they're solitary, nocturnal, and they control mice and rodent populations, which you hear about weasels. Yeah, every, yeah. everybody needs that, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. kind of look like a ferret. They really do, right? Yeah, they really do. I would have one of those. Yeah, those are cute. <laughs> the next one's kind of freaky. Raccoon dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite their name, they're primarily. R- Primarily related to foxes is what it says, which is interesting. Raccoon uh, dog. Yeah. yeah. You guys, tell me more about this raccoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got the face of a raccoon and like the body of a dog. Yeah. They're native to Asia. Uh, they enjoy climbing trees and eating fruit, veggies, voles, and frogs. They're social animals and live in groups of up to 12 individuals. That's a lot. Uh, they're also monogamous and mate for life. Raccoon dogs are the only canids that hibernate. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, wow. it's very interesting. You know, I don't know if I've ever told this story. They weren't raccoon dogs by any means, but they were raccoons. Okay. Just like, you know, the, the normal where, trash where panda. We were go- how we were going to go here. Right? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so this was, oh gosh, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. I was in Florida with a friend and we were in uh, Cocoa Beach, I think. And we were like going to go on a cruise or whatever. So we stayed the night in Cocoa Beach. And we were walking from this little villa thing that we rented down to the beach. And when we first got there, I noticed all the cats running around. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, they have community cats they're feeding. And so we walked down to the beach. We're walking back. And I, like, elbowed my friend Brenda. And I was like, Brenda, look. And there were probably, I'm not even joking you, probably 15 raccoons. Oh, my gosh. And, like, 20 cats all eating out of stainless steel bowls together right next to each other (laughs) and i was like this is the coolest thing ever i'll have to find the picture i know i have a picture of it somewhere and i'll have bernie post it yeah you'll have to and and speaking of posting let's remind people where they can see our oh yeah go to uh facebook and type arl for love of animal podcast and it'll come up but if you already like the arl animal connection page that we had then you're already on the page but Bernie will keep everybody updated. He'll share links that we talk about, photos. Bernie's all that awesome. Good stuff. I know. He's great. He is. He really, uh, you know, and I, I tell everybody, even if you can't listen to the podcast every week, go to our Facebook page because he, he's always loading up really cool stuff. and Yeah, and even stuff, stuff we that we don't about. talk about. Right. Um, that he finds, you know, in between shows he'll share. Exactly. So, so yeah, he actually sent me, and we, we'll go back to this, but he actually sent me some more stuff about orcas. Did you see that this week in the news? I think there was something oh, was there more on stuff? there about them. Um, Sinking more ships? Yeah, and kind of figuring that out. And I'm actually looking for what he sent me. And, of course, can't find it right now. But Yeah, we'll have to we'll, look that up. We'll dig that up. So, anyway, um, next one was the uh, Vichacha. Uh, Viscacha, maybe? Okay, that could be it. Andes Mountains of South America. Uh, they look might look like cuddly rabbits, but they're actually kind of chinchilla, which they do look more like chinchillas. Too. Yeah, which chinchillas are native to the Andes Mountains, too, I believe. Oh my gosh. So that makes sense. And right? They're, they're so very cute. social, but you know what's cute? They live in colonies of up to 100. That's a lot. Oh my 100 gosh. of them. That is Excellent a lot of climbers. <laughs> they right. often can be seen sunbathing on rocks or cliffs. How? 
cute is that? Like on their little, uh, you know, like when you go get one of those hot stone massages. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think we need to put the Andes Mountains of South America on our bucket list to go see that. Oh, I would totally go. Oh, my to gosh. South America to that's, see that. That's adorable. Okay. So the next one is also questionable on whether it should be Red Panda <laughs> instead. A gecko? Geckos are cute. They're cute, but are they as cute as a red panda? No, I will agree with that. Yeah, and I had somebody send me a thing about red pandas and the sounds they make, uh -huh. and they make this cute little squeal sound that, like, they're just listening to it. I mean, it's adorable. Yeah, they're, they're Anyway, cute. the gecko, for those gecko lovers out there. Yes. Um, I did not know this. There's over a 1,000 species of lizards that make up the gecko species. Yeah. Which, thousand. That's crazy. I know. That's a wow. lot. Lots of information. That's one thing we do on this podcast. We share lots of information about lots of animals. You could be sitting around on the holidays and they could be family members could be talking politics and you whip out. Did you guys know <laughs> there's a thousand <laughs> species in the that just stops short and it goes right to the gecko conversation. Yeah. It's a good redirect. It is, it a, is a great <laughs> redirect. Right. That's the positive reinforcement, that's right? That's the positive Managing the behavior. Managing the behavior is <laughs> And I talk about a lot. It's like dangling a beef jerky treat for your dog. You're throwing out this thousand species to make up geckos. There you go. I'm <laughs> telling you, it works. I want everyone to try it who's got those issues. Yes. And geckos, just like uh, uh, viscachas, are cold-blooded, and they also bask in the sun to warm up and then find shady spots to cool down. Not quite as cute as the little fuzzy rabbit looking chinchilla thing <laughs> i agree i'm just picturing them sunbathing on a rock doesn't that I seem know, right? adorable right? oh my gosh <laughs> i love it okay the next one is a mink and they are semi-aquatic uh, waterproof fur allows them to swim quickly and dry quickly they resemble weasels and ferrets they do look like our weasel we were talking about yes, earlier live near lakes where they hunt for insects, frogs, and other animals. Um, and there's a fun fact on this, that minks actually hiss and purr like a cat. Really? Interesting. There's another little thing to throw out at the yeah, holiday I like table. That. Um, you know, we have minks in Iowa. We do. Yeah. I've seen one run across the road out by where I live. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of scrappy, though. I wouldn't... They are scrappy. Yeah, I Beautiful. Yeah. I suppose you have to be when you're that tiny, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and they can get in holes very, very small. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And do they live in colonies? Did it say that? Or do they live kind of it by themselves? It doesn't say that. Uh, yeah. I Good. wonder. We'll have to Google that. Good yeah. I, I'm going to assume that they probably don't live in big groups. I'm guessing not either. Because they are scrappy. That's the only reason I think that. But, I mean, hippos are scrappy and they live in... Hordes and hordes, hordes. down in uh, Pablo Escobar's area. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, the next one I will admit is one of the cutest things you're ever going to see. An elephant shrew. I mean, how adorable is that? That is it, pretty cute. It is cute. Oh my gosh, his long little Pinocchio nose. Yeah, obviously that's how they got their name, right? The but elephant shrew. Despite their obvious resemblance to mice, the creatures are not rodents or shrews. Why do people do this? I know, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to the African Wildlife Foundation, elephant shrews are closely related to African mammals, including aardvarks, sea cows, and elephants. That is bizarre. Isn't it? 
I would have not guessed that. Me either. I would have been like, oh, it's like a hamster, you know. Right. Uh, These little creatures live in the plains and forest in six African countries and can reach speeds of up to 20 miles per hour. (laughs) Is that Can you imagine their little tiny feet? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. But, you know, it kind of makes sense when... uh, you see little hamsters run on the wheels. Their yeah. little feet go so fast. Oh, my gosh. That is just unreal. That's it. That's the end of the list. That's the end of the list. So no and red pandas. Well, we're just going to add to the list. Yeah. I, I per think, Carol. I think most people would think red pandas are one of the cutest things ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, Casey's not. She yeah. agrees. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. They look like little uh, red raccoons with lemur tails. And you love lemurs. I love lemurs. Yeah. I made it a point to go see the lemurs at the zoo when we were there. Yeah, you love them. That's uh-huh. why I gave you for Christmas last year. Isn't uh-huh. it a stuffed lemur? Yeah. I still have it. It's and at home. And you got an orca. Uh-huh. I still have that. It's at home, too. Mm, I wonder what <laughs> this is going to be this year. Hmm. What's your third Not favorite? Not a Komodo dragon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No if promises, Dan. If no you're going to do that, it better be a real Komodo dragon. Oh, my gosh. Those things are crazy scary. <laughs> Keep that thing far away from Right. Me. Oh, seriously. Oh. They exactly. are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. So, Casey, December 1st starts Tree of Life. Talk a little bit about that, what that is. Tree of Life is our month-long donation drive, and we'll have a tree set up in our lobby where you can drop a gift off for the pets in our care, Um, whether it is toys, treats, something uh, from their wish list that's online at arl-iowa.org backslash fetch list. But we also have a variety of um, businesses that are participating as a drop-off location, too, around the Des Moines metro. So if you live out in West Des Moines and it's hard for you to get over to um, where we are at our main location, you can find our West Des Moines locations and drop off at a place that's convenient for you. Yeah, and last year I feel like there was a, there was a long list of places that do it. Yeah, we usually have probably a list of over 20, That's probably awesome. closer to 25. Um, so maybe we'll be at 30 this year. If you're yeah. a local business and want to participate as a drop-off location, we'd love to hear from you. You can email events at arl-iowa.org, and we'd be happy to chat. Yeah, yeah. so far we have Des Moines, Clive, West Des Moines, and Ankeny, which that, that's it's great, but we yeah. could use some, some you know, more. Indianola, Carlisle, Norwalk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Altoona, Pleasant Hill, Reynolds. Let's just like right. start putting them all out there. So if you are a local business and would like to set up that for the Animal Rescue League donations, please reach out, um, as Casey said. And Casey, how would somebody reach you directly if they're interested in opportunities for sponsorship or donations or whatever? Yeah, they can email me at K-R-O-U-T-O-S at ARL-Iowa.org. And um, we can chat more about what would work best for your business or individual opportunities and and, um, see what opportunities there are to support the pets in our care. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I would love to chat with you. One of the things that's coming out now are like the best gifts for dog lovers for the holidays because, you know, obviously a huge majority of people get their pets, dogs, cats, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, clearly. Holiday gifts. Office manager Benny already yeah. has gifts. <laughs> yeah, uh, he already has some. So, but one of the cutest things I saw was this dog treat maker that I may have to put on my Santa list, <laughs> but it's adorable. It's like a little uh, waffle maker that you. 
You can oh make dog gosh. treats. Oh, that's out of smart. It. Tell me that's not adorable. That's smart. A lot of people make dog their own dog treats. I, I, d- feel like I it's did not know that. It's like eight. It can make eight bones, nonstick homemade dog snacks with pet approved recipes. Wow. I mean, that's adorable. That is, and you, I'm guessing you can probably freeze them too, and like just make a stock yeah. batch. Yeah. Yeah. How adorable. Or I, you can go to uncommongoods.com and get your dog French. I can never say this word right. French. Macaroon, mac- macaroons, macaroon dog treats. How cute is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jackson Remy need all of this stuff. Yes, I yes. think so too. Yes, so yeah, this list is very long, but there are. We'll share it on the ARL uh, for Love of Animals uh, Facebook page. But th- there's so many good ideas here that I would have never. Yeah, you can also check out our Animal House store. <laughs> I'm going to have yes. to plug this in here. Please you guys. do. We do. were going to uh, go there. Absolutely. Yep. Where we'll have a lot of pet supplies that you can build your own. We'll have little pre-made gifts. And then we also have a lot of gifts for just animal lovers. Um, yeah, people general. stuff. Yes, people yeah, t-shirts. stuff. T-shirts. T-shirts, houseware stuff, all sorts of fun things. So Yeah, and... There's no tax. You don't pay state sales tax, right? Yes. And if you've adopted from us, you also get 10%. So you're getting an even better deal with no tax plus 10% off. Right. And then all proceeds benefit the shelter. Which is the best thing about it at all. And what I really like about it is all the like cat toys and dog toys. I mean, our behavior people have looked at or, you know, and approved. So it's great where you can go out there and feel comfortable that whatever toy you're getting is something that is actually good. Because there are times that we'll get calls on like cat behavior, for example, and somebody will say to me, you know, the cat's chewing my fingers and it's like, well, what have you been doing to play with your cat? You know, (laughs) and they're like playing the claw or something using their own hands and stuff. And the problem is you're teaching your cat that your toys are, you know, your fingers are toys, whereas Mm -hmm. the toys that you can buy at Animal House, we all we think are really mind stimulating, you know, for animals and guess who just joined us <laughs> hi benny stealing the show as normal and he's got a cute holiday collar on he already does. you guys his wardrobe just keeps growing and growing <laughs> and growing it's adorable we need to get a little wardrobe for him here we do yeah yes a little chest it's getting a little absurd he is <laughs> he is the cutest thing ever if so you hear the little bell it's it's benny right so I take it he doesn't, I mean, I'm around Benny a lot, especially when we're working on the Rage by Auction and like when I come in here, but is he, there's the purr, <laughs> there's the purr. But he doesn't mind any of these outfits you guys put him in or collars or. He does not mind the collars or ties. Yeah. Um, we had a flamingo hat once that he wasn't a fan <laughs> of. So we nixed that pretty quickly. Um, he hasn't tried his sunglasses on yet, but. Yeah, I saw that little tiny pair of sunglasses up there. So. Oh, yeah, those are adorable. <laughs> yeah, they are adorable. Oh, yeah. He was just shaking, so yeah, he, he was totally just ringing was. his bell. <laughs> but, so. Yeah, I mean, we haven't tried any sweaters or not. Probably will. Probably don't need to. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you trying to say, Casey? <laughs> he gets lots of treats. That's all. He's very spoiled. So. One thing I can say from Benny being here in the office, there's what, 11 of you over here in the Innovation Center. And every single person over here is like, he just makes them happy to mm-hmm. be here. Absolutely. So I kind of, you know, we have an office cat foster program as well. So if you're an office and you would like to foster a cat, you certainly can do that. We can certainly talk to you about that. It's under our foster program. The thing to keep in mind is that 
Uh, you need to make sure people with allergies are not in your office because that is usually the one thing yeah. that kind of sends it or the wrong, just, wrong or fire way. them. Or yeah, no, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, we'll cover your Benadryl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's worth it. I mean, it kind of goes along with the animals just reducing, like you know, high blood pressure. Right. I mean, right? That's a proven fact, relief. right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing how we've all kind of come together to be his caretakers yes. in a weird team way. Too. Yes. So, um, you know, rotating who does what for him. So it's kind of a good team bonding activity, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so funny because people will be like, you know, well, early, early on before they saw how happy he is and how much you all take care of him and love him. And he's just part of your family. It's like, you know, families look all sorts of different ways these right. days and benny's family looks like this right yeah and, yeah, and this is his home and he's happy it's the office yeah absolutely absolutely so you're gonna rub on my face casey talk <laughs> about some events coming up i know we got grinch bingo that's coming up yeah we have grinch bingo coming up i believe that is december 7th or 9th um and that'll be really fun uh lou seipolt is actually going to be our bingo host oh nice yeah so he uh um, we love lou i'm i'm kind of I'm excited to see if he dresses up like the Grinch or not. Oh, so, oh I bet he will. But we definitely encourage uh, everyone to dress up in their kind of holiday gear. And if you have a Grinch costume, that would be even better. It'd be perfect for the night. Yes, so, Grinch um, Bingo is December 13th. Oh, I'm way off. Yeah. December th- I'm a week off. Yes. You, did you say it was the 20th? Uh, I, Ninth. I think, oh, ninth, you I think, it was my, yeah. It's the 13th. <laughs> I confirmed that today because for some reason I had the 20th in my head. I don't know but it's definitely the 13th yes 6 and p.m too fun and now that you say that i probably need to get a grinch shirt or something to wear yeah absolutely. i mean do, I i'll just come as myself <laughs> Gr- grinch enough <laughs> yeah i'll be there uh, my mom um and i think my sister are gonna come too okay how yeah. fun is that fun. yeah my mom texted me yeah. after she listened to the podcast last week and did she's like grinch bingo i'm coming and did I was you like, get it okay registered? remind me uh, I don't know if she did or not. Oh, I you think need to she make sure that happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll text her. When Do, we does leave. that event sell out, Casey? Uh, I believe one session has sold out already. Okay. Oh, so, nice. um, it's been a very popular one, and rightfully so, because it is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. a, a lot of fun. You'll get to win some cool prizes there, and of course, all the proceeds uh, benefit the pets in our care too. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a cool thing. I love and always have the Animal Rescue League, all the fun and different events that happen. And if you want to look those up, and I realize people listening may be outside of Des Moines, Iowa, but some of them are absolutely worth the drive to come here. Mm-hmm. And Des Moines is a great city. Yes. Um, www.arl-iowa.org. And you can go to our website. The very Across the top it says events. And if you click on that, a calendar of the month comes up, and you can see all the fun stuff around. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this cat, Benny, is laying on the desk here, and I'm pretty sure you can hear the purring. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And the mic, like, the whole table's vibrating. All I can see is cat hair flying around. Right. Yeah. Yeah, As I'm, like, shaking it off. It's adorable. He's cute. Everything Benny does is cute. So This is is why he thrives in an office environment. He truly does. Well, he has, like, uh, to your point, 11 caretakers, right? And he can choose which one he wants to go to. Who completely... Let him do whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So he is cute. We will have to continue to talk about Benny escapades uh, on the podcast here. Yeah, so, we totally will. Yeah. Casey, what else do you want us to know? A reminder about Giving Tuesday. Yes. Giving Tuesday was yesterday. Um, yesterday? Yes. Yep. Yesterday. Because it's Wednesday. 
We post on Wednesday. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yesterday was Sunday. We post on Wednesday. My apologies. I'm still getting used to that. Yeah, yes. It's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. Right. So it was yes. yesterday, but there was a lot of happenings in the last five, seven days. Yes. yes. There been. But that isn't the only day you can give. No, no, not at all. Every day is a great day to give. Um, every day we have animals that are coming into our care. So if you didn't get to give um, for Giving Tuesday and the 10 times match that we had we still have that double match through the end of november that you can double your impact with so um, you can also give in a way that works best for you including volunteering so we need um, volunteers to help with our increased population over this last summer and the, really the whole year um, and then with our new facility opening too we'll need some volunteers that maybe um, are interested in joining at that location or both. yeah if it's a little bit closer to home for them right yeah yep absolutely it's closer to downtown too so mm -hmm. if anyone wants to volunteer before work <laughs> after work during lunch it'd be a great opportunity to get involved and benny's almost <laughs> knocking over my computer if you're, if you're hearing noises right now that's benny <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's like uh more attention please yes stop yeah, and, and the new uh location isn't going to uh, it's the city shelter right where yeah. animal services is city of be out. yep um so that's where the stray animals go but they're also going to be doing adoptions out of there which is super exciting yes super exciting that we are very excited for so um it'll be adoptions that are closer to the south side but then also people that are driving a little bit longer either from south or east mm -hmm. um it'll be a location that's a little bit closer to them too so yeah that's it'll be, gonna awesome. be great and before we sign off, I have to just remind people, the Raise Your Pot Auction 2024 will be Already. in April of 2024. But Girl. if you receive a hot, yes. I, was, I have to say, I didn't tell you this yet, but we've already received a wine donation from the holidays. I'm very excited. Nice. <laughs> and that's exactly right. So I just have to say, if you receive a gift that maybe you already have something of, like I know last year somebody donated a like KitchenAid mixer they got because I already had one. Oh, yeah, uh, perfect. Lots of wine, uh, whiskey. So we're going to have a wine and whiskey wall. So if you get any of that, that for the holidays that you don't need or want, um, please let us know. We would love to have any of those donations. We're already starting working on the Raise Your Pot auction. We already have items coming in and super excited about all the fun that's going to be this year. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll be starting to uh, knock on doors, right? That's for right. That's donations. exactly right. Yeah. And for anyone listening out there, wherever you're at, because we do get donations from people who have some connection to the ARL or maybe like our work, uh, and they donate even from other states, just reach out to us. Casey, your email again. Yeah. Um, for the auction, if you want to make a donation, events at ARL-Iowa.org, and we'll be able to help you there. Absolutely. Anything else that we need to know? Hmm, I don't think so, but if anyone wants to stop by and ever meet Benny, reach out to me, and I'm happy <laughs> to set that up. He'd be happy to see you, too. So Right. Yeah, he totally would be. He does. He'll be like, oh, look, a 12th person. Yes, <laughs> he's the best person. Reader. Just bring a holiday gift. Right, that's right. That's exactly right. So... Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. I think so. Yes. Thank Thanks you for, for hanging joining out with us. us. Absolutely. You've been listening to the For Love of Animals podcast with Carol and Dan and our special guest this week, Casey Rudis, the ARL Development Director at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. <clears throat> so in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Have a great week, everyone. Pop forward. We'll see you next time.
As we near the end of the year, the Animal Rescue League of Iowa wants to wish you a happy holiday season. We reflect on the year and are thankful for all our volunteers, staff, donors, and the entire community who supports our mission of providing love and care for the thousands of animals who come in our doors each year. While many of our homeless animals will spend their holidays in the shelter this year, thousands will spend the holidays in their new homes. Thanks to all of you. Did you know that your Amazon shopping spree can benefit the Animal Rescue League of Iowa? When you start your shopping spree at AmazonSmile.com, they'll donate a percentage of your total purchase back to the ARL. Helping out homeless animals has never been so easy. So next time you start filling up your digital shopping cart, be sure to begin your order at AmazonSmile.com. <laughs> 